What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Dream Chasing 101 podcast. Today, we have a very talented guest. She's risen to the, the, the top of the cricket game. Um, she is one of the best players that we have um, in our Protea women's side. And I'll leave it up to Laura. If you can just, uh, for the few people who don't know who you are, if you can just introduce yourself and tell, tell them what you do. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, yeah, my name's Laura Volfart. I'm 21 years old um, and I play for the Momentum Pro Tears. Laura, obviously um, you only 21 years old, uh, you're already playing for the Pro Tears. Uh, a question I like to ask on the podcast is when you were, you know, kind of in just starting out high school, uh, what were you kind of envisioning yourself being in the future? Um, well, throughout high school, my schoolwork was kind of my priority um, and cricket was just something that I did on the side. Um, I always wanted to be a doctor one day when I grew up, um, so put a lot of effort into that and a lot of effort into my schoolwork. Um, and it was only really in matric or grade 11 when I first played for SA that um, I kind of realised that the cricket could be a viable career option as well. Um, and spent quite a few years trying to decide between the two. Um, and yeah, now I'm playing cricket professionally and never thought that would happen. But yeah, I'm really grateful for for that right now. You've obviously been playing cricket for a long time. Was it, you know, when that decision, when you had to make that decision, was it actually an easy decision in a sense? Because you, you know, you've had so much uh, success, obviously, playing for the under-19 side as well. Was it kind of an easy uh, decision to make? No, it was difficult um, to choose between medicine and cricket um, because, yeah, medicine, I don't think a lot of people say no to medicine once they get into the program because it's so competitive to get in and um, such an amazing career opportunity. Um, so it, it did take take a long time for me to kind of weigh it all up. Um, but I think at the end of the day, my cricket is what I really enjoy right now. Um, and I guess I can study when I'm older, but I can't really play cricket when I'm older. So... Yeah, um, I chose cricket uh, for now and still really enjoying it. With, you know, going through high school and, and playing sport and obviously being very good at sport, you know, having to deal with the pressure of, you know, maybe this could be your future. How or what advice can you give to firstly parents and kids that are kind of dealing with that, you know, having to focus on a sport because that could be your future? Um, what, what advice can you give after going through this process? Well, I think for me, um, the fact like not seeing it as my future actually almost helped. Um, I think if you're 13 years old and you're trying to put so much pressure on yourself to, to make sides and to make SN and 19 and that type of thing, then, yeah, I think it takes away from the enjoyment factor. Um, and I think throughout school, that was my main reason for playing is just because I enjoyed it so much. Um, not because I saw myself like doing this as a job one day. Um, so yeah, I think the advice I would give is just to enjoy your sport and enjoy your cricket as much as you can. Um, and yeah, don't put too much pressure on it. Yeah, I think um, sometimes people just, you know, it's just the, the thinking ahead sometimes puts too much pressure and then that causes even more anxiety around everything and it just kind of makes it harder. And I think the fact that you said, I mean, you had, if I'm not mistaken, seven distinctions um, when you matriculated. Is that correct? So to 
kind of have that as your main focus and it kind of allows you to excel in cricket. So I think uh, people can learn from that and especially from the parents' perspective, um, sometimes it can get a bit much for kids because, you know, this is, they're still in the development process. What would you say is, um, you know, growing up and, and playing sports and doing well in academics, what were your, your motivating factors? Did you have any role models that you looked up to? Um, and yeah, if you can talk a bit about um, your role models. Um, well, it was actually quite funny because when I was very young, I guess all of my cricket role models were kind of the men's players, um, like Herschel Gibbs, Jacques Cullis, those guys. Um, and it was only really when I started playing in my first women's or girls team that I actually realized there were other women's cricketers out there. Um, I think nowadays the game is a lot bigger and young girls have the opportunity to kind of look up to um, international women's players with the exposure that we get now, um, which is really amazing. Um, and yeah, it's crazy. Some of my role models like Mignon Dupria, Danae van Niekerk, um, I'm playing alongside now. Um, so definitely didn't think that would happen. That's a bit crazy. Um, and then, yeah, I think I always have to mention my mom as a role model. She's just always encouraged me to kind of, you know, do whatever ha makes me happy. Um, and and speaking of playing amongst your own models, how has it, you know, felt, you know, always being one of the younger people in the squads that you've played in? How has that kind of influenced you? Did you do a lot of learning or did you, you know, what emotions did you feel going through these phases? Yeah, I think um, being one of the youngest has given me a really good opportunity to learn from some of the senior players. Um, I definitely ask them a lot of questions and ask them for a lot of advice still now. Um, and I think I'll be asking them for many years to come still. Um, a lot of the players in my team have a lot of experience and they're very cricket clever. Um, so I enjoy just talking to them about the game and asking them a lot of different questions. Um, and yeah, but now that I'm 21 um, and officially an adult, I think it kind of puts a bit more pressure on performance because um, you're not just the youngster that's trying out in the side anymore. Um, I have to take a more senior role and um, take a bit more of a workload on my shoulders almost. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that going forwards and to contribute more. And what would you say going through, you know, this, this very quick progression in the squad as well, um, what kind of hobbies and things you did outside of cricket, you know, that you could just kind of look away from the game and kind of just take it easy for a bit? What, what kind of activities were you involved in? Um, well, I've, I'm currently doing a, a BSc through UNISA um, <clears throat> in life sciences. So the UNISA thing makes it a lot more easier with the travel and the, the hectic schedule that we have. Um, so yeah, a lot of my spare time I spend studying, um, even this afternoon I have quite a big assignment due, um, so yeah, it's mainly just cricket and studying at the moment. How has that been, um, kind of juggling the two? Um, difficult, but I guess I'm kind of used to it from high school already. Um, I think I've learned, especially with this lockdown as well, that I am a lot more productive when I'm very busy. Um, in lockdown, when I didn't have much to do in any cricket, I kind of just got very lazy and just lied around a lot. Um, so I like it with um, practice and studies and all of it on the same day. I think I get more done. And with, you know, studying this BSc, is this also tying into, you know, one day possibly, you know, looking at becoming a doctor? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, and my parents' rule was that if I didn't do the medicine, that I had to start study something. Um, I'm allowed to play cricket, but I have to have something to kind of fall back on, um, which makes a lot of sense. Um, and yeah, it's in the same field. It's kind of, um, I'm hoping that I can get some of the basic chemistry subjects off when I start medicine then. But yeah, I'm not sure. At least I'll, I'll have more of a, a insight once I start medicine. And moving into kind of your your career, um, what was the main difference playing for obviously Western Province um, and then shifting to international cricket? What was the main takeaways and advice you can maybe give to some of our provincial players out there and what they can expect once they make that step up to um, playing for the Proteas? Well, I think currently in South Africa, there is still quite a big difference or quite a big gap between provincial cricket and international cricket, um, especially because our national side is fully contracted. So um, we can fully dedicate all of our time to cricket. Um, and yeah, that can be our only worry. Um, but at provincial level, we don't have any contracts yet. So a lot of the players still work full time, um, have to practice after 6pm after work ends. Um, so yeah, obviously, they aren't able to put as much time into their game. Um, so yeah, there is still quite a big gap, but hopefully that can change one day. And what would you say was kind of the biggest, you know, just on an emotional, um, from an emotional standpoint, um, making your debut for, for the, the Momentum Proteas, how did that kind of feel? You know, what were the emotions that you went through when you made your debut? Um, I was pretty nervous. Um, but I think at the same time, it was a good thing that I was uh, pretty young. Um, I think I was 16. Uh, so we played against England, who were at the time one of the top two sides in the world. Um, so I guess being so young, I had no idea who they were or how good they were or that the person bowling was the number one ranked bowler. Um, I just kind of did my thing, enjoyed my cricket like I'd been doing all throughout grade 10. Um so yeah, I think that that kind of worked in my advantage. I think once you get a bit older and you realize, um, you know, how good a team is or that this bowler is number one, that you can get in your head a little bit um, and play the, the player almost more than you play the ball. Um, so yeah, I was just seeing the ball and hitting the ball then. So it worked out well. What was it like, um, obviously being so young and, and making your debut for the Proteas, um, what was it? like amongst your friends I mean you know having a, a, a solid support structure is quite important at this level um, how was it you know with the people around you how did they take that um, I have such an amazing support structure sorry um, to start with my family uh, they're really great my parents um, drive me drove me to practice all over Cape Town um, they even came with to a lot of the provincial tournaments uh, in different provinces and stuff. Um, they even visited Australia when I was playing in the Big Bash uh, a few years ago. So yeah, they're, they're really amazing. Um, and my friends as well, they all thought it was very cool. Um, obviously, during the end of high school, I wasn't at school much anymore. Uh, I was on tour quite a bit because uh, we had the, the World Cup when I was in the trick. So that year I was away quite a bit. Um, but my friends are always the first ones to to comment or to send me a, a well done message. So it's very awesome to have the support structure that I do. And being so young, uh, you currently, I'm, I'm not sure if this has changed, but 
you, the younger centurion, both on the men's and the ladies' side, you made uh, 105 versus Ireland. I think you were 17 years at the time. Can you maybe just talk us through that? And, you know, did that kind of boost your confidence um, in the next few years? How did that uh, kind of influence your game? Yeah, um, that was a really great tour for us as a team um, and for me personally. It was my first away tour with South Africa, the first time I got to travel with them. So I just remember having such a good time and being in a new country, playing cricket in a different country for the first time. And I was just trying to learn as much as I can and absorb every moment of it. Um, and yeah, I got quite a few opportunities uh, at the top of the order. So I'm very glad that I was able to convert and make a big score early on in my career. Um, and yeah, like I said, I just, I really love my batting. So at that um, at that time and still today, I just want to bat for as long as I can. Um, and that was kind of my only goal was to bat through the innings. And then the next thing I knew I was on a hundred. Um, I didn't know about that record until afterwards. Um, so yeah, that was a nice cherry on top. And I think it, it, the game was on Women's Day as well. So it's always a good memory when Women's Day comes around again. And we speak of, you know, holding records and, and kind of setting standards. What would you say, you know, do you ever just take a step back and does it almost feel like you're dreaming, like this is, you know, almost surreal? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think every time that we have a really good game or um, we win something big or something, it's always, it takes a while to sink in. Um, like at our World Cup recently where we played in the semi-final, um, I think it only sunk in a couple of months later what actually happened and that we got to play at the SCG and in front of so many people against Australia. And, uh, yeah, it was an incredible experience. And those big moments often only sink in quite a while later. How was it um, playing in the, the T20 World Cup? Obviously, you guys lost in the semifinals. But what did you take away from that, you know, as a collective, as a team, but also personally? And, and what did you kind of um, take from that? Obviously, having lockdown... There was a lot of time, like you said, for it to sink in. And yeah, what kind of uh, came across you know, over the, the next few months? Uh, as a team, we, we had a really good tournament. Um, I think the, the brand of cricket that we played was really amazing to see. And it was almost like a lot of almost bad luck things in cricket that happened to our team were not happening. And we were actually on the winning side of all those little things. Um, so I think all of us really thought that it was going to be our year and our tournament. Um, so we were obviously in in shock when we lost that semi-final it didn't cross my mind at all that we could be going home the next day um, so yeah I think the fact that we actually saw ourselves winning that tournament 100% um, is really good for the team moving forward I think we now realize that just making the semi-finals isn't good enough uh, we've done that a few times now and it's time for us to to make the final and go all the way so I think um, yeah, it helped us clarify our goals a little moving forward to know that we now want to want to actually win big tournaments and can definitely do that. Um, so as a team, that was really good. Um, and personally, it was my first time batting at number five. Uh, so I moved down the order a little. Um, and yeah, I think it, it helped me to see that I'm a bit more flexible moving up and down the order than I thought. Um, I think a lot of people, myself included, have only ever seen me as an opening batter. So to to get the chance down the order and to 
perform, um, I think it was really cool for me to see and to have confidence in my game. Would you, or what would you say, you know, what tips would you give to the batsmen or batswoman out there? Um, you know, what kind of thoughts are you thinking, when, especially when it's a big game, because I feel like when, you know, you kind of just practicing, you have your certain thought processes and, and drills that you do. But once you step out into a big game, is there a certain way you process certain things or, you know, what kind of um, things are you thinking about? And if you can give some advice to the young cricketers out there. Um, I think that's actually an interesting question because if you look at our team, every person and batter kind of goes about it totally differently. Um, like me, I'm quite almost meticulous with how I like to do things before a game. Um I'd like to prepare 100% and to go through all the different options and think about the game the night before and write down different bowlers and different plans and that type of thing. Um, but then other players would prefer to rather just go out for dinner the night before and not stress out about it too much. Um, and then they're really relaxed going into the game and actually play better. So um, I think everyone's different in that regard, but... In the game, I generally try to forget about anything technical or anything, um, whether my feet aren't working well or hands or whatever. I try to forget about that completely and just try and look at the ball and play the situation. Yeah, I think it's important to kind of just highlight that everyone has their own style. Um, and, you know, you need to kind of experiment. I think that's what it is. And I think once... You know, that becomes the standard instead of trying to make everyone think the same way. It will allow people to express themselves and free themselves up more. Uh, speaking of, you know, your difference between playing for province and country, what was the difference between playing for country and then playing in the Big Bash um, Women's League? Uh, how was that kind of contrasting? Obviously, it's a different style of cricket but, you know, what were the main differences you could take away and highlight? Um, yeah, my, my experience at the Big Bash was really amazing. Um, I really enjoyed my time there. Um, the facilities in Australia are really good and the, the fields. and um, It's a really good domestic competition um, compared to our domestic leagues back here. Um, but obviously it's not international cricket, um, so there's a lot less pressure on the games. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very enjoyable. Um I'm lucky enough to have signed now again with the Adelaide striker for Adelaide Strikers for the season. Um, so I'm really, really looking forward to that. And congratulations on that. Um, with signing for the Adelaide Strikers, um, obviously with uh, COVID, you know, kind of putting a, a stop to most things, how excited are you to kind of get going again and... You know, what, what kind of thoughts are now, you know, going through your mind, obviously signing for, for another big team in the Big Bash? No, I'm super excited. Um, we still have our proposed England tour just before that. Um, so I'm really, really hoping that all of that works out because then it'll be a, an exciting three months of cricket lying ahead for me. Um, we still have to see what happens with Corona. I think anything can happen at any time. So, um but yeah, I, for now I'm preparing as if it's three months of cricket and I'm really excited to get playing again and to, to be back in that um, environment. And playing in the Big Bash, obviously it's a very different environment to playing back here in home, um, especially on the domestic level. 
what advice can you give to cricketers out there who are playing cricket not maybe not internationally on a different um, domestic league, but just in different environments? You know, how did you adjust? You know, those kind of things. Well, I think all of it comes with experience, I guess. Um, the more you play and the more you play for different teams and on different pitches and different conditions, you kind of learn to adapt to all of it. Um, I still have so much to learn in that regard. Um, some of the senior players in my team can, you know, almost look at a pitch and know exactly what their game plan is going to be for the day. Um, so, yeah, I still I still ask a lot of questions conditions-wise. and um, But the more you play and the more exposure you kind of get, I think... Yeah, that all comes with it. Um, and yeah, I think as long as you're just enjoying your cricket as much as you can, then everything else kind of happens naturally. And if you're enjoying the process of kind of learning and trying to be better, then then yeah, the, the rest will follow. With um, it being Women's Month, and we mentioned this earlier, obviously when you were growing up, you didn't really get the opportunity to have role models in the women's space because just of, you know, the... The exposure and now that kind of women's sport is getting the recognition it deserves um, how do you feel about women's sport now as a as a whole do you think it's you know we're trending in the right direction to where we should be and uh, yeah just your thoughts on that no it's very exciting um i think if you look cricket wise at the world cup now as well um that final that we didn't make uh, there were eighty six thousand people at that game at the MCG to watch a women's game of cricket, um, which I think 10 years ago would be unheard of, that that many people would come to a women's cricket game. Um, and, yeah, it's not just cricket. Um, I think a lot of, lot of the sports in South Africa, um, like our netball girls, like our soccer girls, a lot of them are becoming, you know, more and more, there's more and more exposure about them. Um, and... Yeah, I think it's just amazing for young girls growing up to to be able to look up to um, different role models and to see that they're kind of not alone in playing their sport. Um, when I was young, I thought I was the only girl in the whole world that played cricket with the boys. Um, so I think that's it's really good that they can see that straight away, that um, there's a team for me and this is what I need to do to get there. And there's a more there's a better structured pipeline to get there as well. Um, before it was kind of play for the boys, play for the boys, and then you're immediately in Western Province and then you're immediately in, so, in the SA side. Um, now there's a there's a clear pathway to get there. You know, you go under 19, then you go provincial and SA under 19, and then SA emerging, and then pro tiers. Um, so yeah, I think that's really good as well. And you can kind of nurture the talent a bit better as well. Yeah, I think that's really important. It's more kind of the structure growing, you know, going through the various ages that produces, um, you know, and kind of gives you that foundation to build on. And I think we are kind of on that incline now where we're seeing the, the fruit of the labor, you know. And I think um, obviously you being so young, did it almost feel like this happened like way too quickly? Or do you ever feel like, you know, like you're still growing up, like you literally were in school a couple of years ago. No, it did happen very quickly. Um, I was actually thinking about it the other day. I don't know if there are any other 21-year-olds um, in the cricketing world with the experience that I have already. Um, so I think on that side of things, it's really good um, that I'm only 21 but have already played 
the games that I have played. Um, so in that sense, it's a big advantage. Um, but yeah, looking at it now, I'm not sure if 16-year-olds would still make their debut for SA now. Um, well, I think it obviously, if, if they're really, really talented, then, then they'll make the side. But I think there's more of a pathway now and they'd maybe first play for SA Emerging or SAA for a while um, before they'd make the big step through. Um, but yeah, like I said before, being so young, I think it, it helped me because I didn't really know what was happening. <laughs> I was just enjoying my cricket. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm in a very lucky place to be right now with the experience that I have at 21. And I'm really grateful for the opportunities that I got when I was so young. And growing up playing cricket, I know I think you you play golf. I don't know how regularly you play golf. I saw on your Instagram that you play golf. So. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> <laughs> Can you maybe just talk about maybe the importance of you know for young kids out there who are you know very good at one sport, but maybe just the importance of kind of just taking a break from that one sport and just taking it easy with a few other activities just to you know distract them from you know, maybe the danger of overthinking and, and over-pressurizing themselves? Yeah, I played um, quite a few sports throughout high school. I loved my hockey as well. Um, so all my winter seasons, I mainly played hockey. Um, it was really good for agility and fitness as well. Um, and it kept my hand-eye coordination fresh um, in the off-season. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoy having... I enjoy sport in general, um, I run quite a bit as well. I don't know if that counts. Um, and I've recently started playing a bit of golf on the side. I think especially with our cricket schedule, um, if you were to just play cricket 24-7, um, you'd maybe get sick of it, no matter how much you love it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's very important to take a break, to take your mind off the game a little. And I think that's important for us on, on long tours as well, because sometimes you can get so... Um, caught up in your head about the next game the next training and what you want to do that you kind of overthink everything um, so yeah just taking a break doing something else staying active getting outdoors um, is really important for me as well and playing golf who kind of introduced you to the game and who who are you playing with um, you know when you do get a chance to play uh, my little brother um, he's 15 he loves his golf. He actually plays golf every day, especially with lockdown now because he hasn't gone back to school. So he's just playing golf all day, every day. Um, and yeah, I join him sometimes for a round or two. But yeah, I'm not on his level just quite yet. I think give yourself a few more months and, and a few more range sessions <laughs> and you'll catch up. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no. And with playing other sports, did you also, you know, look up to certain athletes in those areas and kind of look at, you know, how you can be a better athlete and use, you know, those females as role models as well? Because maybe cricket, the exposure wasn't there, you could maybe look into other sports? Yeah, for sure. Um, I even look up to athletes that don't play any sports that I played, um, like Naomi Osaka, um, who plays tennis. I think she's really, really good at what she does, and she's very young as well. Um, and she's won some Grand Slams at 21 or whatever. Um, and yeah, Roger Federer in the tennis. I love my tennis. Um, I love watching tennis. Um, and then other other athletes as well. There's that Tia Claire who does CrossFit. Um, she really inspires me to get in the gym a bit more. Um, she's a machine. 
Um, so yeah, in every in every sport, I think I have one or two people that I really look up to. Um, whether it's cycling, Tour de France, um, tennis, golf, whatever. Um, I enjoy athletes. And that kind of works into the the next question I want to ask is being an elite athlete. Um, sometimes people have the misconception that you know talent is almost enough to kind of get you through. Um, how much work are you doing behind the scenes? Can you maybe take us through a day of of kind of work that you go through, especially now that you are back in in training camp? You know, just to give people a bit of perspective as to what you go through. Um, well, yeah, currently these two weeks, um, we are training back at our provincial setups. Um, so there's six or seven of us that have sessions with Claire, our Western Province coach, um, to prepare for the tour and for the camps coming up. Um, yeah, so I have about three sessions a week there, um, and then I go twice to a private coach as well. Um, and then we, we got a new fitness trainer um, at SA earlier this season. So he's actually just given us our new programs, and it's pretty hectic. Um, we have like three or four different sessions a day. Um, most days we have a running session, um, and then two or three strength sessions in a week. Um, and then your mobility and prehab and agility also fits in. Um, so it, it does take quite a bit of time. Um, to get through it all it's not just a, a one hour a day kind of thing anymore um, but I, I really enjoy it I really enjoy being busy for a while and and I enjoy training so I don't mind with training and you know kind of preparing yourself for once things get better uh, with you know the difference between obviously elite sports and high school sports is very different but do you think school sports can kind of maybe improve in certain areas or do you think you know the general school training is is sufficient or do you think we can better that to produce better athletes well i think it's different because i guess at school level you're a bit too young to maybe start gymming and that type of thing um i only really started gymming after high school so I think I've I've seen quite a big difference in my game since I've started really working hard at my fitness. Um, in my last couple of years of high school, I kind of only had time to just bat and to study. Um, so I'm, I'm enjoying having a bit more time to focus on my body and my fitness and my health as well. Um, and it's really, I can see the difference in my game. Um, a bit faster, a bit stronger, can hit the ball a bit further. Um, so that's really exciting to see. Um, but yeah, um, I guess when you're in high school, you don't really want to spend hours in the gym or you have quite a busy schedule with work and with your sport as well. So I think it all depends uh, what team you play for, what school you go to. But um, I was very happy with the, the sporting at my school. And how much work do you or how much time do you spend working on your, you know, your mental game? Is that something that you focus on quite a bit and work with someone? Um, I don't work with someone, um, but it is something that, I, that I'm that i trying to work on more. Um, I need to do it a lot more than what I'm doing now because I think as I'm getting more and more, I don't know, professional in my sport, we are professional, but the more and more cricket that I'm playing at this level, um, I think I'm seeing that there is so much more to to the game than just 
getting fit and batting and hitting balls. Um, you have to have solid plans. You have to be confident in your game plan and know your game plan and understand what your good options are, what your bad options are. And then at the same time, kind of control your emotions in the big games. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to learn a lot more about that and read some books about it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a really, really big part of the sport. Yeah, I think um, it's almost like the, the mental side of most sports, you know, kind of has gained credibility, obviously, with some elite athletes coming out and finally discussing, you know, the, the processes that they go through. Because it almost felt like if you were working on your mental state, it's almost like there was something wrong with you or, you know, something to that effect. Um, so have you seen, you know, amongst the team, is is this something that's growing as well in cricket? I know in golf, um, I'm big into golf, and that's obviously a main, you know, focus to, to get your mental process right. Um, amongst the, the team, is this is that something that some of the players are working on as well? Yeah, I think um, for sure, and I think it shows in our, in our cricket as well. Mm. Um, I think if you look at the World Cup now, um, we were all really focused and really determined, and I think everyone was in a good space mentally. Um, I think we've had tours before where you could almost feel that something was off, um, and it never has anything to do with skill or talent because we're a really talented group of players and the skill level is there. Um, so, yeah, I think it for us, winning or losing is often um, based on our, our mindset going into the game. Um, and it's definitely something that we speak about a lot in change rooms and after games and, you know, what were we thinking and what was our plan going into this? And um, it definitely plays a massive, massive role in cricket. And with talent, obviously, with you being that young, making such big strides, what was it like for you mentally? I know you say it was good for you because you didn't really know what was going on, but you know, how did you keep yourself grounded firstly? Because it's so easy to, you know, get ahead of yourself, get arrogant in a sense. So how did you kind of stay grounded, you know, take it one game at a time and just focus on improving? Well, I think it was almost the opposite. Um, it was almost difficult to get arrogant when I had so many players in my team that were so much better than me. Um, I was playing with some of my role models and some of the legends of the game. Um, so I was just kind of starstruck to be there. Um, so yeah, I'd, it was never a case of arrogance. Like um, I knew how much I had to improve and how much I still, how much work I had to do to kind of try and be on their level one day. Um, so yeah, I think seeing it from that point of view helped with that. And you were recently um, at the Cricket South Africa Awards you received three awards, um, ODI Player of the Year, Players Player of the Year, as well as Cricket South Africa Player of the Year. How did that feel to get that recognition, f mostly because of the, you know, the Players Player of the Award is big because your peers see you as the best um, in that space. So how did you take that? How did you process it? Obviously, with the time that you received that award, obviously being locked on, um, you know, what, what kind of thoughts went through your mind? No, it was crazy. Um, it was amazing to just be nominated in the first place. The players that I was nominated alongside of are such amazing cricketers and to just be 
like thought of in the same category as them was such a an incredible honor and an incredible experience um so never in a hundred years did I think I would actually go and win the award um it was definitely mind-blowing and um, a massive massive honor um especially the players player as well um to kind of have that decided by my teammates is really humbling um and yeah such an amazing experience and hopefully I can perform for the team again um but I guess the award is kind of just a a reflection of the season so I guess I'm more proud of the the contributions that I made to the team in different games and different moments I guess than actually receiving the award if that makes sense um so yeah I'm I'm really happy with our past season and really grateful to to receive the award I think um you guys had a really great season and it's it's always good to see our national teams doing well and also it comes back to getting the exposure because um we you know in my house in my household we we very big cricket fans we don't watch as much as we used to um but it's nice to see the women's games being broadcasted and you can watch it more you know on a regular basis so i think it's it's just a good reflection of how good we are getting and you know i think you guys are getting the recognition you deserve what has been your you know your biggest lesson learned if you look at your first you know appearance for the national side and then coming to where you are now what do you think are the biggest um things that you've learned some things that you might have changed maybe the stuff you do or you know kind of your process well i think i've learned so much about my game um like I said in that first in my debut I was kind of just seeing the ball and hitting the ball um but now it's a lot more complicated than that um you know there are different angles that work better and different shot options for different bowlers and different conditions and different options when you're playing in India versus options when you're playing in Australia and what this bowler does their variations um their stock ball um there's a lot more to it now than just kind of rocking up and hitting the ball when i was 16 um cuz yeah that wasn't going to going to get me very far if i just kept doing that um so yeah, i think the way i go about my games are, is a lot different now um there's a lot more preparation a lot more that i consider um a lot more time that i spend on my fitness as well um like i said back then i i kind of just batted um but i see now that the um athletic side of cricket is playing a massive role um and all of the top teams are are a team are teams filled with athletes um so i think that especially in the field as well it makes a really big difference um if you're nice and light and agile on your feet um so yeah a lot has changed um uh, there's definitely more pressure now as well um i think when you're on your debut everyone's just kind of wants to see how you go um but now i think people kind of expect me to perform um so yeah the pressure changes as well but i'm super excited for the season to come what was if you have to look back at you know the past 4 years um what has been your highlight game or something that you often look back on and kind of just you know think about it maybe just to you know boost that confidence again is there any specific game or specific um innings that you that you played in um i think now i would look back at my game 
against Pakistan in the World Cup. Um, I think it was a very important game for us, if you look at the context of the tournament, um, because our next game after that rained out. So it was very important that we won that game. Um, and yeah, I came in at number five. It was one of my first times batting at five and was able to, to put us in a good position um, and give us a decent total to defend. So it was a new role for me. Um, and yeah, I think that's definitely one. It was probably my most valuable contribution to the team. because. And being, you know, obviously cricket being such a, a team sport, how important is it for you, you know, personally to... And it comes back to the mental aspect of communicating with your teammates. You know, if you're feeling, you know, whether it be good emotion or bad emotion, um, do you guys have that kind of chemistry where you can kind of come out and, and voice your emotions regardless of, you know, whether it be good or bad? Definitely. And I think that's something important for me when I'm out in the middle as well. Um Whoever I'm batting with, I often chat to and bounce off of quite a bit because um, you're not always feeling 100%. Um, so you may just feel that you're not timing it properly or not finding the middle of the bat. Um, and then that's where your batting partner can say, just try this and this, just play nice and straight for a while and I'll take the pressure off you a little bit. Um, so I think, yeah, it really helps being in a team sport. Um, you can always ask your teammates for help and they can always um, kind of lift you up if you're feeling a little down. Um, and yeah, a lot of innings I've definitely um, used other people's energies almost to, to kind of get motivated and or stick to a plan and then it just all goes well from there. So yeah, the, the team aspect is really, really important. With being an elite athlete now and I'm big into social media and using it as a tool, how has it been for you now, obviously, you know, and with you signing to the Adelaide Strikers, you got a lot of attention, a lot of um, exposure there. How has it been for you dealing with, you know, fans, comments, and, and just the whole atmosphere of social media and being an athlete? Um, I really enjoy my social media. Um, I think it's a cool way for the exposure, like you said earlier, Um and to have young girls follow me and to get to see, you know, what it's all about and what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, you know, I wish that I could follow when when I was younger, that I would have been able to follow some of the female cricketers and some of my role models growing up. Um, so I think it must be pretty cool from their perspective. Um, but yeah, I just, I really enjoy it. Um, I like posting little videos and little photos. Um uh, yeah, I'm on my phone quite a bit as well. Um, I'm really into my technology and stuff, so um, I enjoy it quite, quite a lot. And to close off, if you can just, you know, there's a young cricketer out there, they may be playing for the high school or club or provincial. Um, what advice can you give them, you know, based on your journey, based on being the youngest um, centurion, you know, play of the year, I mean, you've got so much experience at such a young age and you can kind of relate to them. What can you, what can you tell them? I think for me, um, I think I may have said this before, but the most important thing for me is just to enjoy my cricket. Um, it's what I've always been doing. Um, it's what I've always done is to just really enjoy batting and really enjoy playing matches and almost enjoying practice even more. Um, 
and just loving every moment of it. Um, I think the moment that I stop enjoying it and kind of see it as my job instead of, um, you know, my passion, then then that's the day I'll maybe have to retire. Um, but yeah, I love what I do and you have to love what you do, um, especially with our tours and our schedule, it gets quite a lot. So if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't be very happy. Um, so I think that's really key for me is to keep enjoying my cricket um, every now and then have a session that's just purely for fun and whack a few balls around um, and yeah, just just enjoy every moment. Thank you so much, Laura, and congratulations again on signing for the Adelaide Strikers and all your awards that you received um, over the last, I think it was a month ago. And yeah, thank you so much for making time. And we look forward to seeing you guys out on the field again soon. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me.